Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome everybody to Weisscast. That, if you didn't know, was our great transition from pre-show to show show starting at minute 2019. Why, you ask? Because this is our last episode of 2019. Ooh. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with my co-host... Hey guys, it's Bryant. I've been really sing songy lately, and I don't understand why. I need to I think I need to talk to somebody about it. You should probably talk to someone about that. And <laughs> and if you if you could try to refrain that, because there's going to be a lot of content on this episode, um, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. Um, I hope everyone is having a beautiful Friday. Um. And, yeah, Bryant, do you hope everyone's having a beautiful Friday? No. Oh, okay. That's that's <laughs> different than normal. Um, sorry, I got distracted by my old co-host on Twitter. Um, I'm going to ask for a joke, and then we can get on with the episode. Hey, Siri, tell me a joke. Here comes a groaner. My dog, Minton, ate a shuttlecock last night. Badminton. Ha. <laughs> I, okay. That's, yeah. That is, that, wow. Wow. I, all right. All right. Um, so folks from there, uh, like a few weeks ago, how we did our favorite games of the decade, we decided to do our favorite movies of the decade. And not only did Bryant and I come up with lists, I actually put it on Twitter and had a few decent replies as well. So I'm going to add those into the, into the mix. And also Jacob shared his thoughts. Um, my brother shared his thoughts. So, uh, we have a lot of good content for you, um, today and, Bryant, do you want to start it off with 2010? Yeah, so I'll start off with 2010, but before I share my pick for 2010, I feel like um, a list like this is going to be different for everyone because of the things that we expect when we go to see movies. Um, and so I, I put on my list that... Between, I mean, there there are a lot of there are a lot of things that go into what makes a movie good, right? Right. Cinematography, story, direction, character, entertainment value, um, all of those things, right? Time of release, whether or not it's being released around, you know, whether or not it's being released around something else that might be good determines how often it will get watched as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, but for me. I put that the three the three things that I look for in order of importance um, from from most important to least important when it comes to movies is entertainment, character and story. Like every time I go to watch a movie, my first my first thought after after watching it is, did this entertain me? And the reason I do that is because I think that's what movies are there for. I think they're they're right. made to entertain us. Um, so, with that being said, you might not think that all my picks are that entertaining, but I was entertained by all of these. So, um, my pick for 2010 was uh, the biopic about Mark Zuckerberg, The Social Network. Which, it's a pretty good movie. It was in my top three for the year, for sure. It's very good. I I really enjoyed it. I also have a, I've just have struggled for years to know the difference between Michael Sarah and Jesse Eisenberg. (laughs) I feel like they've played very similar characters in, in movies at times. And I, and I think that that has started to change some, but for the longest time, I thought that I thought that, um, 
Yeah, that, see, I don't even want to say it now because I'm pretty sure I'll get it mixed up. But I've just thought that Michael Sarah was in movies that Jesse, that Jesse Eisenberg was actually in. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg was actually in movies that Michael Sarah was in. But Jesse yeah. Eisenberg did play Zuckerberg. Yes. In the social network. And he did yes. a really good job. Yeah. So uh, my pick, as well as Jacob and Rebecca's pick. Uh, folks, if you don't remember Rebecca, she was on an episode at the end of last season, uh, one of my best friends, and um, she actually responded on Twitter with her her picks, so I'm going to be talking for her as well. Um, our, all three of us chose Inception um, for 2010, and Inception is one of my favorite movies of all time, and... Um, yeah, it's just it, it it has that it has the entertainment value, it has the character, it has the story. Um uh, and the my metrics were kind of similar, but it's just funny to see uh I think entertainment was more highly number 1 for me because I in entertainment I put like as a sub thing rewatchability all of the movies on my list, with the exception of the 2019 pick, I've seen multiple times and have loved it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Inception, Christopher Nolan's probably my favorite director <laughs> of all time. I'm really looking forward to his next movie, Tenet, uh, which comes out next July. Uh, but yeah, Inception, just just a incredible movie. Leonardo DiCaprio probably should have won an Oscar for that, but yeah, he there's the Oscar later, so. Yeah, he got his pity Oscar later. Everyone knows it was actually for Inception. They just happened to give it to him for The Revenant. <laughs> yeah, they just forgot. <laughs> they were just like, ooh. And the winner for a male lead goes to Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant. Don't read what's on the plaque. Just take the award. <laughs> like, it says Inception. <laughs> I made that movie five years ago. <laughs> Oh, and also, my brother picked True Grit, which also... Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. That rounded out my top three for 2010. Or a remake. Yes. Fantastic. Incredible. Or a remake is fantastic. True Grit is a very good movie. And it's like, 2010 had some good movies that came out. Mm -hmm. I was actually looking at a list the other day. Um, Toy Story 3 is beloved by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Black Swan. Yep. Um, How to Train Your Dragon also. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Um, I know, again, like the King's Speech, True Grit. I think I think the King's Speech actually won Best Picture for 2010. Yeah, it's very good. So, yeah. And if you're if you're into um, watching somebody be stuck somewhere, 127 Hours is your movie. Also came out in 2010. (laughs) So. Yeah, 2010 was a good year. I guess we should go on to 2011, huh? <laughs> I feel like that's the it's the natural place to move to move to. Uh, my pick for 2011 was the girl with the dragon tattoo. I haven't seen that movie, so I can't speak to it. I think the 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 book series, you know, like the like the the girl on the train and the girl yeah. like all of those. I think that like <clears throat> I was told to uh, Brian you like you have to you have to like read this book and I was like okay and I and I gave it and I gave it a read and it was and it was pretty interesting and then when I found out that the movie that there was a movie that was going to be made for it um, I was like well I have to go see it to see how to see how kind of true to the true to the novel it's going to be as well and it actually was was fairly close and I think that um, that lent itself a lot a lot to me and it and i was actually surprised at how well um received the movie was in general too like it wasn't like um like super high levels of like critical acclaim but it was mm-hmm. received very well and i i thoroughly enjoyed my time watching it too so uh i chose mission impossible gross protocol um folks you're gonna see a theme with my list a lot of them are very similar movies and apparently, I actually, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, for some reason, it was, it, it, I think it, it had everything. It came out at the right time. 
mm. for me. It came out. Uh, it, it was very much action packed. Um, it was funny. Um, they had a pretty decent, a pretty good story. Um, some some of the shots were just beautiful, especially around the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Um, I just I just think it was so good. Uh, and I've seen that movie a lot. I own it on Blu-ray, and yeah, I I love that movie. Uh, my brother's pick was actually my runner-up for 2011, um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is a ridiculously long movie. Yes, title. it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> they could have come they could have come up with something better, but um, this was the first time that I okay, this wasn't the first time that I saw James Franco in a in a more serious role, but this is the first time that I saw James Franco in a more action ish role. I mean, he, he wasn't an action hero in the movie. Um, this movie was very different from any other planet of the apes movie. Um, it kind of is, is like an origin story for it. And it's, it's really good. Um, it was the first thing that I saw Tom Felton in <laughs> besides, uh, Harry Potter, and it was really weird seeing him outside of Harry Potter. Um, but yeah, Rebecca's pick was Bridesmaids, and good. very good, very funny. That movie's hilarious, and I'm I'm glad that we all I think all of us put I think all of us put a comedy on our list somewhere. Yeah, I have a comedy on mine. Maybe not Jacob, but or my brother. Whoops, but. Three of us put comedies on our list. Um, well, actually, I revised my list. My revised list doesn't have a comedy on it. Oh, uh, okay. Right. But yeah, Bridesmaids is hilarious. It was the first movie that Kristen Wiig was like starring in. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And She's great. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Um, my, my, I already said my pick. Uh, Jacob's pick was Limitless, which is also a great movie. And it changed forever how I take prescription drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I call them all NZT. <laughs> NZT. So I was wrong about the best picture winner for 2010. Oh, okay. Best picture winner for 2010 was actually The Hurt Locker, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the best picture winner for 2011 was The King's Speech. Yeah, King's Speech came out in 2010, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But it ended up winning it. I think it was the timing that it came out, but it was yeah. released in 2010. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but the Hurt Locker, I, I knew that it was in and around that area, but it very good movie as well. I I thought about that movie when I was choosing my 2010 mm-hmm. pick, but I wasn't sure if it came out in 2010 or 2009. I think it came out in 2009, similar to <clears throat> most of the movies for Best Picture. They win the year after they're released. Right. Yeah. Um, on to 2012. Yeah, for 2012, I chose Django Unchained. Another movie I haven't seen, but I've heard great things about it. Good. Jamie, Jamie Foxx and Leonardo DiCaprio doing their thing, man. Enjoyed it. It was, it was a lot of, I think, I think there was a lot of like social commentary and stuff in that movie that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Uh, And that is. Yeah, it, it, it was. I, I think the reason that it stood out so much to me was because I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very good. I recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. It's it's very good. My pick for 2012 was Skyfall. Oh look, another espionage spy thriller movie. <laughs> 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 but um, seriously, I I'm a huge fan of the James Bond franchise and have been for years and years and um this is the best james bond movie to come out in the decade um you haven't seen the next one yet that's not coming out in this decade (laughs) (laughs) need i say more Uh, (laughs) it, it was so good it had it had um an incredible villain with um javier bardem um a really good twist uh, and I just love that, you know, when you, when you boil it down to it, 
like the the last 30 minutes of the movie or 45 minutes of the movie are like are very similar to the last 30 or 45 minutes of home alone and it's honestly the home alone movie we've all been asking for <laughs> a lot more with a lot more except with except like macaulay culkin finishes the job when he <laughs> does half of his hijinks <laughs> but can yes. you imagine off like totally off totally like off topic but i remember watching a video on youtube of of like medical professionals reacting to mm-hmm. some of the things that macaulay culkin did to the uh burglars in home alone like what would actually happen to their bodies like there's one where like the guy opens the door to go into the basement and he trips on the marbles and he hits like every step like on his tailbone like going down and one of the medical professionals when he saw that scene the guys behind the camera like so so what do you think would happen and the guy just gets back up and he goes oh no 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 that the his back is just totally screwed up like you just don't get up from several hard shots to the lower back like that like you just don't get up and walk away from something like that it was really funny just yeah Macaulay Culkin Macaulay Culkin for the next James Bond I can see it I can't. <laughs> um <laughs> My brother's pick was Safety Not Guaranteed, and I actually haven't seen this movie, but this is this is a Colin Trevorrow movie. He he rebooted um, the Jurassic Park franchise. He did Jurassic World. Um, but I think this is an indie movie starring Aubrey Plaza, Jake Johnson, uh, Mark Duplass. Um, but, yeah, I can't speak to it. I've never seen it. But the synopsis is three magazine employees head out on an assignment to interview a guy who placed a classified adver- advertisement seeking a companion for time travel. Huh. Seems interesting. Um, uh, Rebecca's pick was Beast of the Southern Wild. And I have heard of this movie. Um, I, I haven't seen it. And so, do you know what it's about? It's been so long since I've seen it, no. But oh, okay. Yeah. Worth <laughs> mentioning, though. And then, Jacob's pick was actually pretty close. Um, like, I, I very much considered picking this, uh, and that's Looper. Looper. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, another time travel movie, huh? Yeah, something like, man. So, so I wonder, I wonder if any of us, I don't think any of us chose the same movie like all across the board no be insane if we did no none of <laughs> us did um let's go on to 2013 2013 was a really hard choice for me yeah. because i liked a lot of like some of the movies that came out in 2013 um but i ended up going with i think it was the I want to say it was the film that won um, no it wasn't but it, it was nominated for best picture it didn't end up winning it was a 12 years a slave oh yeah I think it, I mean I think I'm just a sucker for those types of movies I'm kind of right. just like I want to just one of those like similar to like the help mm-hmm. like um just I'm always really interested in in movies that tell those those types of stories about um, just racial inequality and injustice and just um, kind of how people overcome those. Did that movie come out around the same time as Lee Daniels, the butler? I think so. I feel like Lee Daniels, the butler might have won. For 2013? Yeah. I think Argo actually won for 2013. Oh, Argo won. Argo is a good movie, and it was on my list. I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave. Um, I I don't know why I haven't. I've wanted to. But, yeah. I'm sure if I had seen it, it would have probably made my pick. My pick, um, I picked mine based on nostalgia, and actually the first time I saw it was my semester abroad in Germany. Um and so, like, I just have a lot of good memories with this movie. And I picked We're the Millers. <laughs> um, oh, no. The list goes, the list takes a nosedive. It does. 
I'm not saying Where it's the Miller amazing, is funny. I'm not saying it's an amazing movie or anything. Um, it's very much a product of its time, but no regrets, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's, that, it's quotable. It's funny. Um, and I feel like I really needed a comedy on my list. You know, and the other thing is, if we if we are picking, obviously, like. People who, for those of you who who will be listening to this episode, you you may hear a movie get chosen. You just may be thinking, "What? Yeah, no, no what?" But like, the, one of the criteria to choosing a movie on your on your like best of the decade list is that you have to have actually seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, Argo is probably a better movie than We're the Millers. But if if you haven't seen Argo. Or, you know, like... Here's the thing, I have seen Argo. You didn't even have to say anything. I'm just... (laughs) I'm I'm throwing out the hypothetical. If you haven't seen... So, like, you may think, oh, this movie is, like, light years ahead of the movie that this person chose. But if they haven't seen that movie, then it's it's not even in the running. It's it's their favorite movie of the decade. So, yeah, it's... And, And also... Remember, one of my criteria were seeing it multiple times. I've only seen Argo once. That's fair. But, um... Jacob and Rebecca had the same pick. Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I haven't seen that. I know there's a lot of cocaine in it. Um... And a lot lot of Leo. And I think 500 F-bombs? That's way too many. Yeah. Which is most of the reason why I haven't seen it because I I'm okay like I don't mind the f word in movies but 500 is excessive yeah that yeah I wonder how I wonder if there's anybody who will boil down how many how many of those would be in like per minute yeah and honestly that that really is the number one reason why I haven't seen it. It's just, <laughs> um, wow. All right. Alex's pick for 2013, he picked an animated movie for 2013 and one that I haven't seen and actually would never, wouldn't have considered seeing without it being on the list was the Croods. Huh? I've never, I've never even heard of that. It, it was a Sony animated movie, I think. Or, it's either Sony or DreamWorks, but it it's a it's about a family of cavemen. Okay. Uh, have you said your pick for 2013? Yeah. Yeah. I said 12 years of slave. Oh yeah, sorry. <clears throat> I have all the other lists in front of me, and so and I have my list in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's easier for me to follow along with the other lists because mostly because I'm saying them too. Yeah. Fair. Bring us into 2014, Bryant. Selma. Ooh, another another good one. I have seen this one. Yeah. Also Selma was. Bridge. Oh my word. Selma was. This powerful movie, man. A really really powerful movie. The. And, oh wait, sorry. I mean, you, if you can. I mean, if you can get you I mean Oprah's in it. Yep. You know, like. What more of a reason do you need to watch it? <laughs> She's not the main character. She's very much in a supporting role. But the movie's about... Essentially, the movie, if you don't know, the movie is about Martin Luther King Jr. and the, right. Selma, and the march on and the march on the Selma, the bridge of Selma, Alabama, um, which was incredibly violent. So... Yeah. <laughs> um, but it sparked kind of it sparked the beginning of people starting to really buy into um to to buy into this um kind of like campaign for for like racial equality um from martin luther king martin luther king jr and and everything that he stood for and one of the things that i liked so much about the movie was when you're going to make a movie about someone who is i feel like is so like meteoric and is such a hero mm-hmm. kind of like a champion for equality and a champion for people of color like martin luther king jr that 
it would be very easy to paint him as like this very binary character who's almost like propels himself to like superhero status, does no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not how Selma, that's not how Selma um, portrayed him. Right? Martin right. Luther King is pretty well known that Martin Luther King Jr., um, despite being married, had an affair. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that his wife found out that he had an affair was that someone ended up finding a way to, in order, in, in an effort to discredit him, they found a way to record it. And then they called his house and played the recording over there over his answering machine. So I left him a message and that was the message that they left to kind of try to unsettle things between um, he and his wife. Um, and they and they put that in the movie. Wow. Um, and I think they, and I think that the movie is a really good testament to just how how hard he was willing to work for his cause, but also um, the steadfastness of his wife to stand alongside her husband, despite his mistakes. Yep. Um, yeah, it was very powerful. So and the that, one best original and one best original song that year for Glory. Mm-hmm. It was good. The the actor that played Martin Luther King Jr., David mm-hmm. Oyelowo, um, also was in. Um, he was in Jacob's Pick of the Year um, in a very minor role. Jacob's Pick was Interstellar, and in that he played. Um, a, like a principal or something, David Oyelowo did, mm. and I think that they filmed Selma and Interstellar around the same time. <laughs> so he in the in Interstellar he looks exactly like Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, when I'm seeing I, when I, so like I said I've seen Selma and I've seen Interstellar. When I'm seeing uh, Interstellar, I'm like, is that Martin Luther King Jr.? Yeah, you didn't uh, know. Yeah, <laughs> um. But yeah, Selma Selma's an incredible movie. Um, Interstellar is also a really good movie, but it really hurts my head. Um, yeah. Selma's like a little bit easier to chew and swallow than Interstellar. There's not as much physics and astrophysics and stuff in it. Yeah. Um, my pick was the Lego movie. Um, Everything is awesome. I, I had... <laughs> <clears throat> no expectations for this movie. Um, you should expect that thing to win animated movie of the year. Chris Pratt was in it, <laughs> but this it, it was it was so good. Um, the way that they did the animation made it actually look like Legos, um, which is crazy. Like how good that animation is. Um, like. So, uh, people legitimately thought it was like the best stop motion they've ever seen, but no, it's probably some of the best CGI they've ever seen. It's CGI, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just incredible how. I, was it Warner Brothers? I think that was the studio. Warner Brothers could do that. Um, I haven't seen animation that that good since like the first time I saw a Pixar movie. Like that's kind of what it felt like to me um and also it's just it's just a fun movie like it it's fun to watch um i mean through through and through it's a kids movie but um there there are some funny jokes that are aimed towards adults um rebecca picked babadook and i haven't seen babadook i know it's a horror movie um have you seen babadook i have it's on. Uh, uh, I saw it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It may still be there. Okay. Um, if, you like, if you like, uh, if you like horror movies and you like Australians, Babadook's the movie for you. Yeah, she, Rebecca said that she just likes the way that it picks the torment of grief. Um, which it's fair. Like I like like I said, I said I don't know anything about it, but it's fair. Um the way that a movie depicts something as fragile as grief um, is bound to be important. And then lastly, my brother's pick, which was also on my list of the top three, um, Edge of Tomorrow slash Live, Die, Repeat. (laughs) I've I've never seen Edge of Tomorrow. 
Have you seen Groundhog Day? Yeah. It's like Groundhog Day with guns and aliens. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Cruise. Oh, but, cool. <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a good movie. I I really enjoy it. Um very entertaining, a lot of good set pieces. Um cinematography is pretty good. Um Yeah. I don't think I need to say any more about Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> so for 2015, I chose The Martian. That's a good movie. Um, you know, a bunch of a bunch of astronauts fly to Mars and uh they leave Matt Damon. So, and then Matt Damon has to survive on Mars. Gross and potatoes and poop. Gross gross potatoes and poop. Yeah. It's uh it I mean, it's all, it was also it was directed by Ridley Scott. Yep. I mean, what can't Ridley Scott do? <laughs> Especially when something's in space. Well, apparently he can't create a good good sequel to Aliens. Um. <laughs> well, when you when you catch lightning in a bottle with Alien, yeah, <laughs> you don't even need to <laughs> look. Just do like I do. I love the Alien franchise. I just pretend that I just pretend that like Alien Three doesn't exist. <laughs> I just, you know, I've watched those movies with friends before and like, all right, let's watch Alien 3. I was like, mm, I'm about to head out. <laughs> I got to leave. Just come up with an, just come up with a reason to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. I need to, I need to go uh, watch something better than this. Like The Martian. It's great. I, I think that there are a lot of like space themed films, you know, the the quality like of like a gravity or interstellar the martian obviously the best of the pig jupiter send the jupiter sending man yeah. it's not that it's not good at all by the way it's horrible <laughs> no. but but yeah it's uh, i really enjoyed the martian i i wanted to have one of those three on my list and it was difficult for me to not choose one like interstellar or gravity i really like those two mm-hmm. uh, I decided to go with the Martian instead. So, yeah, Martian's really good, and I would say it's probably the best of the three. I think you chose chose well. Um, yes. My brother chose Star Wars: The Force Awakens, um, and this okay. I can I can feel it. It's kind of an unpopular pick, but I can see why he picked it. I think that that movie has incredible cinematography. The nostalgia factor is way up in it. It's a very entertaining movie. Um, and it, seeing some of the other picks, um, I don't know if, like, just from other... I'm, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that he picked it over Jacob's pick, which was Inside Out. Um, I, I know my brother loves Pixar movies. Um, Inside Out was also controversial for people, like, it was it was one of those hit or miss yeah it was one of those hit or miss films as well so mm-hmm. Inside Out was a hit for me yes but for some people just they just really didn't like it no, um, Alex really liked it I don't know exactly his thought process behind Force Awakens except for maybe the nostalgia factor I I can see that being something nostalgia um, matters it, yeah it is, say it is a real reason to go and see something it's a real reason to make something is a real reason to fund something and it's a real Mm -hmm. reason to something so like i think force awakens did a good job at uh, you can argue back and forth again and and this is the thing you can argue back and forth all day long about well this character is like this and and i don't really like this about this this aspect and i don't like this person because i think they're Mm -hmm. you can can do you can do that and you can you can dive deep into the minutiae of of movies because movies are not just like their their characters they're not just the story that surrounds these characters or the world that the characters find themselves in um they're they're all of those things in addition to entertainment value cinematography direction all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that Force Awakens 
had to do the job of um, introducing a brand new generation of people. This is the first Star Wars film that was released in 10 years. So had to introduce a whole new generation to the franchise while making it feel while making the universe feel familiar to those who had watched the movies many, many times over. Mm -hmm. And I think it did a good job of that. It did did an excellent job at that. So like Um, I, I stand by that pick. All of the, yeah, all of the choices. What was Rebecca's pick? Rebecca's was Spotlight, and that's an incredible movie. I yeah. that actually won Best Picture, I believe. I think you're right. Um, Fifteen, yeah. It, it fits one of my favorite genres of movies, which is Boston. Um, <laughs> um, or maybe it won for 2016. I think Birdman. It probably won for 2016, but it came out in 2015. Um, in case you don't know. Uh, it's the movie about the Boston Globe um, kind of shedding a spotlight on this huge controversy within the Catholic Church. Um, and that's really all you need to know going into it. It's it's an incredible movie. Um, I was actually encouraged to watch it by um, some friends who I have in Boston that are working in ministry up there. Um, it really... Um, sheds a light on kind of the the culture of the church up there and how people are kind of just done with it. Um, it's if, if you haven't been to Boston or New England in general, New England feels very much like Europe, um, and that's why I love it so much. If, if you've never heard me talk about it. Um, I, I highly recommend Spotlight. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's great in the movie. Um, but my pick for 2015 was Kingsman. Um, and Kingsman, like, literally all the movies that have been... Like, I didn't realize how good of a year 2015 was for movies until we started talking about it just now. Um, but I, I picked Kingsman because it's one of the movies that I've seen the most in the past few years. Um, again, it's another action espionage spy thriller, uh, movie, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's really good. It's, I, I honestly, whenever I first saw it advertised was expecting to hate it. Um, it, it seemed like, it seems as if it was trying to, take up a mantle that Austin Powers left behind in, in the uh, James Bond spoof genre, just the way that it was marketed. Yeah. Once I saw it, it wasn't that it's, it's very much its own thing. Um, Colin Firth is incredible in it. It introduced me to Taron Egerton, um, who's really good in his own right. Um, Mark Strong plays a good guy for once and uh, he really wow yeah he really never plays good guy he really doesn't and he's really good in it um good job cool. yeah kingsman's just a really fun movie um i talk about it a lot so my housemates hate it um <laughs> it's very good i actually haven't watched it since moving into my new my new house uh so now you have a task you have a task yeah, I, know. I know yeah 2015 was a really good year um, like I said, Inside Out, Spotlight, The Martian, The Force Awakens, uh, The Revenant, Jurassic World, MI5. Yeah. Like, there were, uh, I think Creed also came out that year. Yep. There were some, there's some interesting, there's some interesting movies. Uh, I know if our, if our friend Caleb was, uh, had an, <laughs> had an opportunity to choose, he probably would have chosen Mad Max Fury Road. I think I've convinced him that that's not a good movie. I don't know why you would do that. It is so good. <laughs> it is so. I, but to be fair, I think I also was a part of that. I was like, okay, look, Matt, Matt Spear Road is is trash. <laughs> Just they turn like, left and that's it, man. Yeah, but Matt Matt Spear Road is probably one of the best movies that has been that has been made in this decade. It's, it, it's, it is it's very it's very very. Good. So Caleb, if you're listening, you just heard us validate Matt Matt Spear Road. It's just a little bit under straight out of Compton. <laughs> but, but you know, it's good, I guess. <laughs> so just uh, from there, we should say that the rest of the years are all incredible years for movies. Yeah. Except for maybe this year. 
2016 year- was had some good ones, but not as many. Right. Yeah. I chose Moonlight for 2016. That's really what put um, Mahershala Ali like on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Like it mm-hmm. was, it was one of those like I got an opportunity to to watch it whenever whenever I was I was in England, mm-hmm. and I uh, I think there was another movie that came out that year that I also had an opportunity to watch. Um, in 2016, Manchester by the Sea. Yep. Came out in 2016. Um, that was I was almost going to choose Manchester by the Sea, um, but I decided to go with Moonlight. Moonlight instead, and it was yeah, it's good. If you haven't seen Moonlight, you you should absolutely watch. I think there are aspects of Moonlight that made some people like kind of uncomfortable, and and I think that because of that, they're just like, oh, the movie's bad, which says a lot about like. Kind of where our culture is when it comes to entertainment, you know, it's like, oh, this made me feel uncomfortable. Therefore, it must be bad because feeling yeah. uncomfortable is like not good for me. And in some instances, that's true. But mm-hmm. but in other instances, sometimes it's, you know, the uncom- the uncomfortable, the uncomfortability of like seeing something that maybe you like have like this weird notion towards that. Mm-hmm you need to address so and i think that's part of what happened with moonlight so um alex's pick for 2016 was 10 cloverfield lane that's so good i didn't like the movie how dare you i, I just love it. <laughs> i didn't like it um i watched part of it what I, I watched it with nehemiah and <laughs> the whole time we were just like what? Because <laughs> like, the the twist. Spoiler alert for a oh, three year old movie. Oh we're, oh, we're spoiling this. We're, this is the only one we've spoiled. Yeah. I, I'm giving you an opportunity not to do it right now. <laughs> but okay. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm just gonna say the twist is dumb. <laughs> I hated the twist. That's awesome. I hated the twist. I'm not giving away what the twist was, but it was so. Alex, I'm glad you like it. I hate the movie. <laughs> um, Re- Rebecca's is. I stand by it, you, Alex. I stand by you. Rebecca and Jacob both picked Arrival, and it's a good one. It is a really good one, but I'm not gonna lie. The first time I saw it, I did not like it. You know, when I first saw the trailer for it, I was like. Really? Like another mm-hmm. one of these? You know? I was like, if I wanted, I just, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> and mm-hmm. but then I ended up watching it, and I really, I, I, it looked it, like it was gonna not be like anywhere near like the quality of like writing and mm-hmm. direction. And so I was pleasantly surprised. I've seen it two or three times now, and I think it just gets better every time. You see it, and that's kind of interesting for movies that get better. Um, it was a solid pick. My pick was Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. And I know we can debate this all the time, but this is not the Star Wars debate podcast. Um, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I just, so the cinematography, the entertainment value, the the way that they handle the lead up to the original star Wars. Um, it's just really excellent. And I know that a lot of those things were added. Um, things that I love were, were added in post-production with reshoots. Um, so I'm actually really thankful for those. Um, considering that whenever people heard about those reshoots at first, people were just like, crap, this movie's going to be terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever this movie, um, first came out, it was marketed as a war movie in the star Wars universe. And I think it lived up to that. It did. Um, it's, it's so tonally different from any other star Wars, um, at least any any other Star Wars in film. I, I haven't read every Star Wars book or anything, but um, 
it's very tonally different, and I I really I really like that. Yeah, the Age of Star Wars movies that we that we have right now are very they're all very tonally dark. Yeah. So. Um, I think that might change with Rise of Skywalker, but um, a lot of the movies are very dark in in their tone, just overall. So it fits. It fits. I'm not like upset that you pick Rogue One. I'm just upset that you didn't choose something different. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue One's a fantastic movie. So, but it's a good choice. It's a good choice. So 2017. 2017. Yeah, yeah, 2017, I chose Get Out. That's a great movie. I didn't actually get to see it until, like, way later. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man. Right. Any time somebody can take a, a genre so, like, trope-tastic mm-hmm. as, as horror and then spin it and 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 give you just a bunch of things that you don't expect mm-hmm. from from that franchise. I always I always like I love that because I think that horror films benefit a lot from predictability. Like directors like directors putting characters in predictable scenarios with predictable outcomes. Like if these characters split up and like if they're running from they're running from a killer and these characters split up, like you know that they're like they're gonna die in this order, right? And it's always been that way when it when it comes to horror films. And I think it's really cool that um I get out just takes this entire genre and and just does it does it in a really different, unique and innovative way. So yeah. Get out was my choice for 2017. It's a really good movie. Um, my choice was Logan. Um, and this Logan is in my top two superhero movies of all time. And hmm. the, the other one being the dark Knight. like <laughs> Logan is so good. Um, it was a good swan song for Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it it was it was everything that we've ever wanted in a Wolverine movie. Um, and I I also own this movie on Blu-ray, and it has the uh, it has the black and white version with it. Cool. And the black and white versions, I, I somehow <laughs> makes it better. I bet it's it really does good. the same thing for Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I know that there's that. Maybe I should watch it in black and white. Maybe I'll like it. <laughs> yeah, that Caleb, it sucks. We changed our mind again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Matt Matthew Road is great. It's great. Um, 2017 for Alex was War of the Planet of the Apes. And this was actually, it was in my, this, t- 2017 for me is when it started getting really difficult for mm-hmm. movies. Because you had us. You had, um, not us, you had Get Out, out. sorry. You had Get Out, you had War of the Planet of the Apes, you had Logan, you had three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Like, you had some incredible movies, um, that came out. And, um, War of the Planet of the Apes, I think, is the best of the, the trilogy that came out this decade, um. It's such a good movie. Woody Harrelson does an incredible job. Um, <laughs> Steve Zahn plays my favorite character <laughs> in the movie. Um, he's just a little ape that says "Oh no" a lot. Um, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh no! He's like, oh no! <laughs> War of the Planet of the Apes is was yeah. It was it was very it was really good. I think that like. Spider-Man Homecoming also came out that year. It did. Yeah, another it's just an incredible year. Spider-Man Homecoming came out the year. I think Coco came out that year. Yep. Man, what a Co- year. Coco is actually Rebecca's pick and Oh wow. It it deserves to be picked. Like it's so good. Um my my only gripe that I shouldn't I shouldn't 
associate this with the movie itself. Don't it was just the movie washy experience. Uh, the first time I saw it, they showed they as in Disney showed oh. a 25 minute frozen clip before uh, Coco. And I thought I was in the wrong movie. Like the whole time I was ah. like, what is happening right now? And so unfortunately that has tarnished my, my ah. view of Coco. And that's not fair. I admit that it's not fair. Um, because it has nothing to do with the actual movie Coco itself. It was just that first time they showed they showed that 25-minute Frozen short. Um, and it just... They should have waited till Disney Plus was a thing, man. You know? Like, just put it on Disney Plus. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jacob's pick was Wonder, and I don't know... I've never seen it. ...what Wonder is, slash I've never seen it. Never seen it. I need I need my friends and housemates to stop talking about Rise of Skywalker because I don't want to I don't want any opinions to sway my opinion. Are they talking about Rise right now? Yes, I'm so angry right now. I've I mean, told them multiple times that I don't want anyone to sway me. I'm going in with no expectations. I'm trying to avoid everything. Are they and, so they they saw it last night? I'm assuming. Well, no, they haven't even seen it. They're just freaking talking about people that have seen it. Oh, don't be like that. That's See, even worse. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the. I mean, we're not talking about this. Is not the Star Wars. This is not the Star Wars podcast. That's that not comes at later. the beginning of next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. It's gonna be great. But like, so the so the red carpet premiere of Rise of Skywalker was Wednesday, Wednesday or Tuesday, one of those, and. There are plenty of people who went and saw the movie and then they got on Twitter and they were tweeting about it and they were being argued with by people who didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I remember there's there there's one guy who was like, yeah, Rise of Skywalker. I, like he 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 like Rise of Skywalker, like blah, 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 blah. And he said all these things and then some, and then somebody replies to him and it's just like, how can you say blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, have you even seen the movie? Like, so you're going to tell me that my opinion about the movie that you haven't seen is bad, you know? Yeah, that's why you don't, you know, like I've seen people's opinions, I've seen things about it, but I can just kind of like shut that stuff off because I wanna, I wanna know it. I'm gonna go see it tonight. So yeah, yeah, just and tell, I'm not gonna get to see it till tonight. next week. So yeah, so you're gonna have, you're gonna have to really wait through it once the general public sees it after tonight. It's a lot be- of people, a lot of people saw it last night. Yeah, I, um, I could have, but I waited. But yeah, anyway, I, I could have seen that. <laughs> But out of, I you're doing, I you're doing the right my, thing. I promised my dad and my brother because I saw the other ones without them that I would wait. I would wait to see this one with them, and unfortunately, we can't see it until late next week. Yeah, it's okay. So, Stay anyways, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So my twenty eighteen pick for a uh, favorite movie is my only animated film is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I, I love that movie so much and I am um, really, really, really happy that they're doing another one. I, I, I mean, yeah, I just, it's just a really, it was just a really cool kind of take on, on Spider-Man. Just yeah. I thought I think one of the things with superhero movies in general is that like if your villain isn't good, mm-hmm. your movie's not going to be good. It doesn't. And and I think that superhero movies um, are they're learning. Well, superhero movies that involve Marvel characters, <laughs> even <laughs> even the ones that even the ones that Sony are doing because when when Sony's done ones in the past, um, Sony yeah I think it's Sony right Sony. Sony yeah. Big, yeah, yeah. They did Amazing Spider-Man. They did the one before that as well with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Um, they focus that those movies were basically just character analyses of the main character, and the supporting cast didn't matter. It's like Spider-Man's one, two, and three were all about Tobey Maguire. The Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man two was all about Andrew Garfield's character, and I think if you look at superhero movies now, the ones that are successful are the ones that have a that that spend a lot of that concerted effort and time 
like with their supporting cast, not like it, like in, like giving us good character deep dives with the supporting cast, and not just not just like bombarding us with information about you know about the main character. Um, I'm glad that Spider-Man movies are not making us relive Spider-Man losing Uncle Ben again. You know, every time we see a new one, and I mean, when you look at the success of the Marvel movies, um, they have a really good supporting cast. The villains are cast well. Even the most recent one, Jake Gyllenhaal's fantastic. Um, and I think that, like, in Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, it's the same. Um, mm-hmm. All of all of the like all of the characters are spectacular. They we get a we get a good amount of time with with them. We get. We, we get to we get to kind of like dive into their psyche, even to hear some about their backstories. Um, the villain, the villain, uh, Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, is brilliantly done mm-hmm. in Spider-Man to so the Spider-Verse as well. Yeah, it's just it's just great, and I think superhero movies are finally starting to come around to realize that like when you give us a movie about a character, it's okay to also tell us stories about the people that make that kind of keep that character going. So, yeah, great movie. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix currently. That's so. also Jacob's pick for 2018. Um, Alex's pick is Isle of Dogs. I have not seen it. I heard really good things about it. I need to watch that. Stop motion movie. Um, also, so 2018, another incredible year for movies. You had movies like Baby Driver, uh, The Bad Times at the El Royale, um, My Pick. Mission Impossible Fallout, um, Into the Spider-Verse, um, a, Rebecca's Pick, A Star is Born. Um, I'm not going to talk about Mission Impossible Fallout because I've talked about uh, spy thriller espionage movies. Is that, is that the one when Henry Cavill reloads his arms? Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy can't do anything wrong. Like, <laughs> I love... I love Henry Cavill, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's not why I like the movie. It's just like, you think I it's going to be really dumb when it happens in the movie, but then it happens and it's really badass. <laughs> 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 um, Mission that's Impossible amazing. Fallout is my favorite Mission Impossible movie. And I never thought that it was going, I never thought a Mission Impossible movie was going to top Ghost Protocol. Um, I, I, I actually really hated Mission Impossible 5. Um, and Mission Impossible Fallout fixes everything that I hated about Mission Impossible 5. Um, they gave Ving Rhames less screen time. Um, <laughs> they they gave... Uh, it's just so good. They um, There's a big twist in it. Like It's just it's good. Um, but I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a Star is Born, uh, Rebecca's pick. I actually haven't seen it, but I've heard it's incredible, and it's actually Lady Gaga's first soiree on the screen. Yeah. Um, and she got nominated for an Oscar, which is incredible. Um, have you seen this movie? Mm-hmm. I, I know it's a remake of a 70s movie, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was I, Bar- Barbara Streisand in the yeah, original? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Barbara Streisand is in the original one. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga does a spectacular job. Yeah, and then of course, um, Bradley Cooper's in it, really good in that role as well. They won, I think they won best original song. Yeah, they performed it at the at the uh, at the Oscars the year that they they might have both won an Oscar for their performances. It's yeah, it's it's one of those that I I would really recommend to people to see. It's, um, it's yeah, and I need to see it, but 2018 was probably one of the best years for movies. I loved Bad Times at the El Royale and um, Baby Driver, which I know would have been our friend Caleb Peeler's pick. It's Caleb, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's really good, too, and it takes place in Atlanta, which is cool now that I live in Atlanta. Baby Driver, is, it's, so, it's so good. Mm-hmm. All right, so 2019. That brings us to our the year of our Lord, 2019. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some good movies that have come out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a good Tarantino film. 
So my choice for 2019 is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I I haven't seen it, but that was all right. So I don't like Tarantino that much. Wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> but I was very one of interested the best in directors movie. of all time. <laughs> I just don't like how violent he is. Do you not like the Kill Bill movies? No, I just said I don't like Tarantino. <laughs> you could like Kill Bill and not and like. All right, whatever, man. You, yeah, is like, Kill Bill one of the more violent ones? Yes. <laughs> well, part of I don't like the violence. I understand. <laughs> I understand. You, I understood what you said. Every word. However, you can. You can. There's still exceptions. So I just wanted to ask. No. Yeah, I'm just not a fan personally. Uh, but I was interested in this movie, but I haven't seen it. Um. Rebecca picked us. You like Pulp Fiction? I like the first 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, I'm just... I'm just... <laughs> Continue, ignore me. Rebecca picked Us, and Us is a great movie, and I think it's largely kind of misunderstood, because people had... I think people had expect, expectations one way, and it went a completely opposite direction. Um, and... It's really good. I really enjoyed us. I, I like um, Lupita Nyong'o and um, oh, what's the guy's name? You know the the main guy. He was also in. Uh, he was also in Black Panther. He played Mbaku in Black Panther. Uh, he's really good in it. He's. I, I want to see him in more things. Like I think. I think he has potential to be a really good um, big-time actor. Um, I hope people keep casting him. Um, Us is really good. Um, Jacob's pick was Yesterday. and have, have you seen Yesterday? Do you know the premise of Yesterday? I haven't seen it. <clears throat> you know the premise, though? Mm-mm. So it's about this movie that, for some reason... Uh, this guy is the only person in the world that only knows that that the only person in the world that knows that the Beatles were a band slash existed and what they oh. did for music. And so he starts performing their songs and starts influencing culture. That's cool. Yeah. It's a very interesting premise. I haven't seen it, but I, I want to see it. I'm kind of glad it made the list. Um, my brothers and I pick for 2019 was Knives Out. Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson lives. Yes. Well, <laughs> he also made the list earlier with Looper, and I he really did. like Looper. Um, Knives Out is just an incredible whodunit. It's really funny. It stars Daniel Craig as a Southern gentleman, private investigator, and uh, it's re- it's really good. I highly recommend it. What about your 2019 pick? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh yeah. Yes. It I is. forgot. I was sh- I was crapping on it. I mean, I wasn't crapping on him. I was crapping on Tarantino. Um, you like Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> I got I got I think I've seen like the vast majority of movies that Quentin Tarantino has made. That's fair, and it's a so, lot of people's favorite director. But it, huh, he's just it's not, almost like it's almost like he's good or something. Just not for me. <laughs> fair that's fair um and it's not fair your your opinion is invalid (laughs) (laughs) from there we've already gone a really long time so i don't think we need to i don't think we need to do another yeah that's fine um movie trivia but just know that when we do the next one is you have to guess my movie right and we're another reason why i'm not doing movie trivia this week is because we're already tied yeah, um, and so we can go into the new year tied and we'll start fresh. Um, I actually don't have an outro song. I might, I might just look up one right now. Uh, Bryant, do you want to bid our listeners Merry Christmas, etc.? So everyone, thanks for, thanks for tuning in to Wisecast. I hope every, hope every one of you has, um, just a wonderful Christmas spending, spending a lot of really good time with family and friends and just loved ones. Um, and we will see you in 2020.
We shall. Folks, I'm going to send you out with the Sleigh Ride Remix Christmas Trap Remix by Lauren19 on SoundCloud. Spinning the track.